Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. I'm Connor Hass. I'm here with Mike Shera. Hello, everybody. Today, we are jumping in to resume a discussion that we started last week. Today, we're talking about rest in seasons of unrest. So, Mike, I'm really excited about this topic today. I know you are as well. Last week, we talked about how to take a day off, have some Sabbath rest, uh, take vacation, and then even plan for uh, seasons of life ahead. So today we want to resume that and say, uh, or I guess open up the discussion of especially when life is really busy and full, how do you still plan for rest? So Mike, let me kind of punt it to you right now and you can introduce this topic a little bit more. Great. Thanks so much. Great intro, Connor. Um, I think that that I want to take it this way. If you find yourself today feeling burdened and kind of burned versus feeling blessed or or just kind of feeling like you're reaping a bountiful harvest of, of God's blessings in your life and you find yourself kind of just weighed down and you've got the news, you've got your neighbors, you've got your family, you've got pressures, you've got dwindling freedoms, I think sometimes, you know, you know how we're, we're the land of the free and the home of the brave. It could very easily be said that we're the land of the bound and home of the fearful. And then you say, but I want to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. I want to be still and know that I'm, that God is God. As God says, be still and know that I am God. That's what God says in Psalm 46, verse 10. How do you rest in seasons of unrest? You know, I even find that I have to bring the volume of my voice down a little bit as I'm saying that because I can get a little, you know, excitable in my, in my uh, words. But what do you do when you're burdened and kind of burned rather than feeling like you're bountifully blessed? How do you address that in your soul? Really, it's a soul thing first and then in your, in your you know, personal and public life. So that's kind of where I want to go today with this. And, and Julie, talk, go to some Psalms. I want to go to Psalm 46 first. And I want to go to Psalm 37, and then maybe the next episode we'll do Psalm 73. We'll take two episodes in a row and really talk about rest in seasons of unrest. Because I think that I think it's true that we are living in one of the most uh, uproarious seasons of unrest that we've ever lived in. Mm-hmm. And you could probably say that about any time in life, but you open up the news and it's like, what what planet am I on? You know what. The things that are going on, I, I, there's a litany of things, you know, this morning that I read in little articles here and there where I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And it was right after right. I read the Bible. And I'm just like, this is an upside down world. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you wanted to get into this again uh, this week. Because last week, as we were just kind of bringing our discussion to a close, I was thinking, okay, we we're talking about breaks, Sabbath rest, times of vacation. But what about, I, there was just a few camps that came to mind. First, what about that? couple who has a bunch of young kids running around and it feels like even the you know quote like day off even the day off is consumed with soccer games swim meets ballet recitals just all of the above and it it feels like there's not a moment for rest Mm -hmm. or i mean and you can fill in whether couple or not if you're listening maybe you're going yeah i'm a i'm a you know i got grandkids running around or i got you know wherever you're at a lot of people feel that and then on the other side there might be people who have seasons of uh, restfulness from work or school, but they're in the middle of internal depression or struggle. And so in those moments, it feels like, man, I, I may be free with my time, but this isn't restful at all. So 
I think today is a really good chance to dive into how we rest in those in those kinds of moments. So why don't we uh, go to uh, Psalm 46? And Mike, I'm going to give it back to you. And mm-hmm. if you want to just begin to walk us through what's there, I think it'd be really helpful. Let's do it. So, and and then let me let me preface this because you know Psalm 46 starts with God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. So you've got our refuge, basically the place that is our hiding place, our, our fortress, but also the strength of our life, like the power that he's at work, his power is at work mightily in our lives. But often, you know, let's take the couple with young kids. Let's take the, uh, the uh, you know, I would say, what about the middle-aged couple with, with three of five kids still living at home? Hmm. And your youngest has just graduated high school, hmm. like me, yeah. okay? So I have two kids married, purely hypothetical. three kids still at home, purely hypothetical. I was talking to a friend yesterday. In fact, I think this will be helpful for people. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and I asked, you know, how, how is everything going with you? And he said, well, things are going fine. Uh, I'm just continuing to learn every day in the parenting world. And he's got a young child. So they've got it's a young couple with, with one child, okay? And, and I say, you know, it's definitely always a challenge and it's a privilege, but you know, it's, it's, it's a joy, but it's stretching. And he says, yeah, I wouldn't give it up, you know, if I had the chance. I would not give up my life. I love it like this. And, and he says, look, um, I'm, I'm trying to work on the dynamic of my marriage with a baby dynamic. And I, and I tell him, hey, it never gets easier, but it does get better. I still have three kids living at home and it just turns into working on the marriage with a young adult dynamic. And he's like, he laughs and he goes, yeah, the whole, the, then whole new difficulties arise. And I said this to him, I said, it's all good, but seriously, I laugh sometimes because when I was younger, I said, oh, when the kids get older, it will be easier, ha ha. <laughs> they just stay up later. And we love our kids and they're amazing, but it makes for a, a full and joyful house. And he, he's like, I've thought that before as well. You know, so let's take hmm. it if you're that young couple with kids and they're running all around. You know, please don't think that someday it's just going to be so much easier. I've got grandkids now. I've got kids that are still living at home. It's just life. And if you could take life, Jim Conway taught me this once. He wrote a lot of books about men in midlife crisis, actually, and seasons of life things. And he said... If you could realize that what a teenage what a teenager is going through is the same thing that what a middle-aged adult is going through, like, does my life matter? Does anyone notice me? Am I significant in any way? Do I look weird today? You know, and that you realize that as you take life as it comes and you you take the kind of the moguls, ride the moguls, jump over the hurdles, whatever they are, just you kind of don't make a big deal about too many things. You just try to stay even keeled. The problem with that is it's hard in a season of unrest. So let's dive into Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. This is a song for the church to sing. And interestingly, it's a song that would be sung as earthquakes were happening, as if if there was an earthquake or the water of the sea roar and foam like a tsunami or a you know a, a tidal wave coming, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And then there is a river. You know, you got this flowing river, right? The river whose streams make glad the city of God. That just calms you down. The holy habitation of the Most High. Now we're being brought into the kind of the holy of holies. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. 
But then he goes back into the raging, the nation's rage. Kind of sounds like Psalm 2, right? Mm -hmm. Nations are raging against God, and God's going to laugh at them. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. Like, God's in control. He's sovereign. To remember that God is sovereign. The Lord of hosts is with us. He's present with his people. God is a present God. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now we're going back to the covenant promises of God. And then come behold the works of God. Now you stand back in abject wonder at the, at the works of God in the midst of your burdened, burned soul almost. And you say, look, he brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still. It's relax, let go, yield, be still and know that I am God. Here's God speaking. God is speaking. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God breaks into the psalm and he speaks. I will be exalted because I am God. And to me, what that does, it calms my, my raging soul. What it does, I think, and think about it, you're, you could be in the midst. I remember being a children's pastor years ago, Downey First Baptist, and I would ri drive the church bus with 66 kids on the bus, 66 kids and counselors. How do I know that? Because that's how many seats were on the bus, okay? And there were 66 kids and counselors on the bus, and it was pandemonium. We'd be driving to like Disneyland or some day camp or whatever, and I would find a way to shut all that noise out and enjoy the Lord as I was driving and roll, roll, um, scripture verses through my mind and pray. And I kind of, I, I relished those moments because I was able to just go, you know what? There's all this stuff going around me, but my soul could be at rest right now because I'm saved. I'm, I'm with G Jesus is with me and all is well because I've got the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I, so I think it, the perspective, it, it's just the perspective of resting in the Lord, wait patiently for him and flip over to Psalm um, 37. And maybe we'll close with this today, but Psalm 37 says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Man, my soul was so, after reading the Bible this morning, my soul was so stirred up because I was reading these articles. If I, if I could go over them with you, you'd be like laughing because it was just one thing after another of depravity on display and no acknowledgement of God, and even mocking the church. And these are articles, you know, on Washington Post, New York Times, and wherever, and they're just picking things out in life. And, and then the godless view of life, which is just all man-made. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, Psalm 37.1. Be not envious of wrongdoers. They will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. And, and listeners, you know, right now, in the midst of whatever you're going through, the news, your neighbors, your family, your pressures, dwindling freedoms, politics, personal issues, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord. There's that word again. Relax, let go, yield, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices, and refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. 
for the evildoer will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. So we'll stop there today, but that we can do this in the midst of, of a storm brewing or a storm raging, proverbial or not, it's, it's, it's startling. A friend of mine is in Phoenix right now, and he texted me last night. He said, we just got back to Phoenix from the Grand Canyon. It's 110 degrees. We're talking like 9 o'clock at night. 110 degrees with lightning and the wind raging. Imagine in your life, if it's 110 degrees, you can't breathe very well, and there's lightning and the wind is raging. Like that kind of stuff going on in life. And you could still rest in the Lord in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus asleep in a, in a, in a boat, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the lake that's just getting tossed to and fro. Yeah. Yeah, super helpful. Listeners, we hope that's helpful to you. Uh, just like Mike said, we're going to pick this up again next week. So we're looking forward to uh, being with you then. Until then, have a great re- uh, week, and we're praying for you and love you. We'll talk to you next week on the Ordinary Church Podcast. Have a great day. God bless you. Mm-hmm.